This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the announcement that Formula Ford's national championship will end at the end of this year. I hope you'll stay with us. Amazing news in Australian motorsport over the last few weeks. Richard Crowell joins us on the line now. And uh, Crowley, uh, a fascinating development is that uh, the Australian Formula Ford Championship will uh, cease to exist at the end of this year and it'll be replaced possibly with a motorsport Formula Ford Festival. But of course that leaves Formula 3 as the only national championship category and of course the gold star on top of that in this country. Yeah, good day, Craig. Uh, it does. It's an interesting development for the sport, for sure. Um, and it's going to make things very, very interesting next season. That, for a bit of background, I guess, we need to sort of put in perspective what's happened over the last 12 months. And at the beginning of this year's season, the management of Australian Formula Fours um, basically didn't have the budget to run the category. That's reduction of support from Ford over the years and uh, a bad year last year in terms of competitive numbers compared to where the series was at in the past. It meant that it was becoming difficult to run the category. So CAN stepped in. Um, they've helped run it this season. Uh, they've invested in their category, as they should do. Um, however, the decision's been reached today, uh, or at least announced today, that the category will not continue with the national category next season. Now, I should emphasise that Long term, that's not going to change Formula Ford. It will continue to exist. It exists very strongly at a state level, and what's been very, very strong at a state level for a long time. And at the moment, they're deciding on what happens with a national component. So, whether that's much like the United Kingdom, they do a Formula Ford festival, uh, which is a big end of season event, which is held at Brands Hatch every year, and it's amazing, um, or they do a limited series of national events, or whatever it might be. Um, they're investigating those possibilities at the moment. But I think that a festival is probably the most logical and the most talked about point of, um, of it all at the moment. So, yeah, big, big news day. And I guess we've got to remember that we lose a national championship that's been around since the 1970s and uh, has produced many of the great drivers that have come to our sport. Mm, yeah, and everyone who has gone on to any international success and even V8 supercar success has come through Formula Ford. Now, a number of those drivers have also then grown and gone on to Formula 3 in Australia before taking their next step overseas. And uh, obviously, it's going to mean that Formula 3 is going to play a vital role in any aspirations for young drivers to go overseas and compete in the major open wheel categories. Yeah, absolutely, as perhaps it should do. And there's been in the past, um, and I'm trying to say this without treading on anybody, but there's been in the past, I think, a perceived rivalry or clash between Formula Ford and F3 that in reality doesn't exist because they're at different levels in, in the driver landscape. And the FIA, the governing body of world motorsport, has recognised this. Gerhard Berger um, is the boss of the single-seater commission for the FIA. Um, he's outlined that, that Formula 3 is very much part of the stepping stone in developing drivers and putting them on the pathway to Formula One. So um, there's perhaps been a bit of a rivalry there in the past that, that in reality didn't exist, but it's a perceived rivalry. Um, and that, that certainly would be cleared up. And the FIA set a very clear directive in, in where the pathway is, and um, it wouldn't be going too far to suggest that CAMS is likely to follow that because they're obviously the, the local 
delegate or a local representation of the FIA. So without reading too much into the lines, it wouldn't surprise me if there's another category that perhaps comes in to replace Formula Ford at a national level. Um, but certainly from a Formula 3 perspective, it means it sort of entrenches its position, I guess, as a major stop in the pathway for a young driver going to... Uh, the bigger and better thing in a career. A critical thing, of course, Richard, is that uh, we have seen Formula V, Formula Ford now as state-level series. Very strong, competitive numbers are huge. This last couple of years, we've seen numbers starting to drop off the uh, National Formula Ford Championship. Is this perhaps a foreshadowing that uh, everyone needs to look at state-level competition and then make the decision to go wings and slicks when they want to go to a professional level? Because if you looked at some of the other categories out there and one that everyone talks about quite strongly is the Toyota series that has been so successful in New Zealand. Yeah, to an extent. I think it already happened. And if you look at Formula 3 in the last couple of years, Hayden Cooper came out of Queensland, Formula 4. He didn't do national series. Ben Jezikowski is the same. So... There's kids that have come into F3 without having done National Formula Ford, and, and that's just the path they've done, and uh, that's perhaps an affordability thing, and, and Formula Ford had some, some issues with, with costs that, that it just got too expensive to do for a majority of people, and that's probably the main reason why um, groups have dropped off in recent years. But, yeah, I, I think that's the best. I, I think it's also a bit of a commentary, Craig, on where motorsport's at in Australia, and that it is very, very expensive to race at a national level and tick all the boxes of the media and the public relations and the TV and the marketing and the driver lounge and putting on a professional championship and running a professional seven or eight round national championship. And it simply got too expensive to do it viably with the competitive base. So I think it's, it's as much a commentary on that um, as it is anything else. And look, there's, there's trade-offs to running national and state level. At state level, you can, there's 30 cars in Victorian Formula Ford, sure, but they get four very, very short races, and I know for a fact that most of them end up running most of their laps under safety car. So there's a trade-off there. You get much more track time in a V8 round or a Shannon's Nationals round. Um, there's a higher profile. There's the media and the television that goes with it, a crowd, the facilities, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's trade-offs to both. It doesn't really clear the lines up anymore, does it? It's still pretty blurry in where you go as a young driver. I think that's part of this process, is trying to clear this up for Australian open wheel racing and global open wheel racing as well. This year, I'm sure what hurt Formula Ford and has hurt uh, Formula 3 is, to some extent as well is the fact that you had 28 to 35 V8 supercars come on the market at uh, significantly cheaper rates than previously available to run in the Dunlop series. Of course, people would be looking at budgets and thinking, well, maybe I can step up to that series and skip out a Formula Ford or a Formula 3 if I'm not planning to uh, become an international driver. The young stars of our supercars this year that both had pretty reasonable weekends um, at Winton and have had fantastic debut seasons in Scott McLaughlin and Chaz Mostert. Chaz went the quote unquote traditional path. He raced Formula Ford, uh, jumped into development series car, won that. Now he's in the V8 supercar, of course, with DJR uh, and obviously picked up by Ford Performance Racing as well. Scott McLaughlin hasn't given a Formula Ford his life. So um, aside from maybe some, a few test days. He got his license in a, um, a one-mate series car at club level 
and basically jumped straight into a V8 supercar. He did three years of development series, eight, 17, 18 and 19. And here he is, a 21-year-old, having won three V8 supercar races this year. So um, they're completely different paths. They've ended up exactly the same point. Um, so there, there's always been different ways of getting to the high level in the sport. But I think what is going on at the moment is more so for drivers looking to, to be the next Mark Weber or Daniel Ricciardo. I don't think it's so much about the supercars. I think that play pretty much sells itself. So you can do the Kumo V8 or Carrera Cup. You can do development series or Carrera Cup. And then you go to the main game, and, and that teaches you how to drive cars that you're going to race. I, I think what we're looking at here is as much for pushing young kids over to Europe and making sure they get the right training in Australia where it's relatively affordable before they go to Europe, where it's ridiculously expensive. Without wanting to sound dramatic, I, it, it's a very, very important time for the sport, and they have to get this right, because I'm, I'm, my worry is that if this doesn't work out now, it's going to be very, very difficult for... Formula Ford to come back at a national level if it needs to down the road, and it'll be very difficult for S3 to continue. So whatever happens from now has to be done properly. It has to be well thought out. They can't rush it, and it has to be smart because this is a very important time for the sport. I'm pretty confident that what's going to happen will be good, but um, they've got to get it right first time. Well, Richard, always a pleasure to have you here on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Craig. Always a pleasure. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.